3: everybody. Wow, here we are. Never leaving. Never stopping. I bet you didn't never quitting. To see us here. <laughs> but here we are. We have a little treat for you today, which is um that uh, 2 weeks ago, season 5 of Angel on Top started. Uh, because Buffy, Buffy's off in, um, I think she's in the U.K. somewhere, according to recent reports, uh, vacationing, <laughs> hanging out. Uh, but while she's doing that, Angel is still really busy. He's actually taken over um, an in. Entire law firm so uh there's the fifth season. and he has a
4: new hairstyle oh yeah i don't know
3: if we want to talk about mm. it jenny <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> forgot what i said it's a listen i mean i was just trying to keep things positive but if you want to go there yeah yeah it's a choice <laughs> it, it's strange <laughs> Um, there's also a couple of people over on Angel Season 5 that um, we last saw in Sunnydale.
4: Uh, it's so nice to see old friends <laughs> and familiar faces. Uh, uh, yeah, so listen,
3: if you are an Angel person, even if you're not, maybe you can become one now because this year you're going to have a whole new season of Angel on Top from the Latoya Ferguson and Morgan Lutich. Uh, so we're giving you the With whom first... we
4: are no longer feuding. We're we not... are now best friends. Best friends forever.
3: Best friends forever. Also, one of my favorite parts about Angel Season 5, continuing after Buffy ended in this universe, is that our intro always said, in tandem with. So in their intros, they always say, in tandem with, no one.
4: because (laughs) we're gone now (laughs)
3: uh anyhow we thought we would give you episode one of season five here in this feed if you're already an angel on top listener you've heard this episode and you know that episode two is out for you today
4: but if you're not yet converted allow us to help you whet your whistle wow with this fabulous podcast Uh, one of my favorite things to listen to i love latoya and morgan they're so funny and smart and it's so great to hear them Talk about Angel and Company. It's true, and I know
3: that Jenny, you're there for Morgan and Latoya. But every once in a while, I also poke my little head in. I have a uh, Kristen's corner over an Angel on top. Um, <laughs> I, I get I, enough of you in yeah, my day to day life. I know. you're like my entire life is just corners of Kristen. So <laughs> <laughs> she's in every corner. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyhow. Listen and enjoy this episode. We have a couple of things we want to tell you while we're here. Um, first of all, if you follow us on social media, if you're a patron of ours, you've seen that we've started rebranding the spaces. Bump, bum, bum. We've also taken <laughs> over a law firm. Uh, it's called Buffering, a yes. rewatch adventure. We're just trying to get our case files in order. Um, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, we've got we've got some new logos. We've got some new information. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to be back here in your ears telling you a little bit more about what is ahead. Uh, In our grand adventure of rewatching some of our favorite shows.
4: But in the meantime, if you were looking for more us to put in your ears, let me just tell you that our new Buffering the Vampire Slayer album, Songs from Season 7, is now out. This is the final installment of Buffering Music and brings our total output to, I can't even believe I'm saying this, around 160 original songs and one wheelbarrow full of jingles (laughs) uh what a time to be alive what an incredibly fun and rewarding undertaking at least for for me yeah (laughs) i'm proud i know it's been a trial
3: i'll stand i'll give you a standing ovation every time you say that you you created 161 fucking songs (laughs) i will because i was there in the (laughs) the trenches with you too (laughs)
4: Mm, mm, mm. She did it. Uh, now to make 160 TikToks, yeah, <laughs> uh, w- one featuring each song. Uh, okay, so the the new album and all of our albums are uh, available on your favorite digital music platform. That's including, but not limited to Spotify, Apple Music, and Bandcamp, uh, as well as in CD form. Kristen, tell them all about it.
3: Well, a CD is a round piece of plastic. Question Yes, mark? it's like an MP3 made flesh. <laughs> so we have we have uh, season seven CDs are available um, uh, on their own if you just want season seven. Uh, but I I would be it, I would be remiss. Is that what people say? Yes, that's it, correct. Not, it you would, would be, be remiss. remiss. <laughs> I would be remiss not to tell you. Yes that we also have so we did a a pre-order to find out how many of you would uh, really really need to have boxed sets of all seven seasons plus once more with once more with feeling yes jenny's pointing at me
4: well first we did a pre-order to fuck around then we did a pre-order to find (laughs) out out.
3: uh (laughs) so so we did that and we've ordered A limited amount based on interest. So now the CD box sets are still there for you. They're going to ship out on or around November 25th, which means if you're looking for a gorgeous holiday gift to get for yourself or for somebody in your life who likes buffering the Vampire Slayer and all of the tunes that go along with it, This is your jam. It's really gorgeous. We're kids of the 90s. We leaned in hard to those vibes. It's a beautiful box with a design layout from Delicious Design League in Chicago using the uh, beautiful logo from Christine Tuna. There's a 16-page booklet also printed by Delicious Design League that includes some photos, some words from Jenny and I. It's just really... Nice. It's a, what do you say, Jenny? <laughs> a tasty
4: meatball? Is that what you say? A spicy uh, meatball. What I would say is that the gabagool uh-huh. is fresh. It is fresh.
3: Okay. So all of that, buffering. bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just uh, click on shop. Those are in our U.S. store um, and you can scoop them now uh, until they are gone. Uh, okay, let's, uh, we just got two other things and we're going to be quiet so you can listen to Morgan and Latoya and a teeny bit of Kristen. Uh, so Jenny, tell them what month it is and why the month is so important.
4: Baby, it's November, 2022. This is the month of my birth. Ever heard of it? It's (laughs) time for me to eventually Become one year older and briefly, very briefly, I can't stress this enough, almost for no time at all, be the same age as Kristen before she then ages up next month. And as such, I have selected a birthday episode of Buffy uh, for us to do a group watch with our patrons this month. So on November 5th, we'll be watching A New Man.
3: I just want everyone to know that the whole time Jenny was talking about being the same age as me, I was dancing. She could only see it, but I hope that you could feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, patrons, join us. Hang out. Watch a new man with us. And um, then December, my birthday month, but notably seven days before my actual birthday, meaning that this next live watch in December will occur when we are, Jenny and I, (gasps) the same age. We will be watching Amends. Lord. Because who can ever go to December without seeing the epic snowstorm of Sunnydale, California? Uh, Who can ever, ever go into the month of December without experiencing uh, Joyce asking Buffy if Angel, if the Angel is on top? If Angel is on top? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yes. Join us or live forever with regret. Uh, Patreon.com
3: slash Bufferingcast to join us for that and all of the other fun things. Patreon is, of course, also changing along with us. So stay tuned for all of those things. Also, our last book club of 2022 is happening also on December 10th. So if you are a fan of Gideon the Ninth, Harrow the Ninth, uh, ever heard of them? We're reading Nona the Ninth. We're reading the third book. We've read the first two together. Um, it was going to be the first time that the book club finished a trilogy, but then the author decided that there would be more than three, so we will never finish. <laughs> but we are reading Nona the Ninth together, and we're going to be talking about it in book club also for patrons. All of that information,
4: com. Click on Patreon. We love you. We do, and we miss you, but also we're still here. We haven't gone anywhere. Uh, and it's great to be back in your ears for this fleeting intro, but now let us turn it over to Morgan and Latoya.
3: I just have like the image still of me in every corner of the room, but now I've changed it so that it's you and me in every corner of all of their rooms. They're like, the podcast is over. And then they look and we're in that
4: corner and they turn around and we're in this other corner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a bonus, we're both dressed as the Babadook.
3: <laughs> it is queer culture. Uh, okay. Over to Morgan and Latoya. In the show notes, you can find where to find their feed if you don't already listen to them. And you can roll right into episode two because episode two is live in their feeds today.
5: Welcome back to Angel on Top, a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of Angel one by one, spoiler free, and in tandem with no one. Everything has changed. We're all alone. I'm your co-host, Latoya Ferguson, a.k.a. the comatose chase of the buffering verse, a.k.a. one half of the gun squad, bang bang, but now like a gavel, a.k.a. the Gilbert to Morgan Sullivan, a.k.a. daddy, even if no one can remember that, a.k.a.
1: even more annoying new nicknames to come. And I'm your co-host, Morgan Ludich, a.k.a. the Winifred Burkle of the Buffering Verse, a.k.a. the other half of the Gun Squad. Bang, bang on the gavel. I'll allow it, says the judge. A.k.a. the Sullivan to Latoya's Gilbert. A.k.a. Mommy? (laughs) A.k.a. even more annoying new nicknames to come.
5: And this week, we're watching Angel Season 5, Episode 1, Conviction. Conviction was written and directed by... Joss Whedon, it aired on the WB
1: on October 1st, 2003. And this is the one where Team Angel handles their first big case as the owners and proprietors of Wolfram & Hart.
5: previously on angel nothing there is no previously on angel Mm-mm. no uh, they are it's a it's a new era oh it's yeah it's a, it's a it's a repiloting as it were we're starting Very a new so people much. can jump in we're also harkening back to the series premiere um, um some notes okay. about the, the the state of the wb at the time please dawson's creek is over mm. Angel is now paired with Smallville season three. Smallville is its lead-in. Mm-hmm. Smallville season three slaps. Oh, God. Uh, just to let you know, uh, where <clears throat> Conviction got 5.2 million viewers. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
5: the Smallville season three premiere, Exile, got 6.8. Smallville was a hit, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I-, I was hearing about Smallville. <laughs> I was hearing about it in the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems charmed uh, over on the big Sunday. Its ratings were going down a little bit, but it was still in the five million uh, range. Actually, that's what happens when uh, Cole
1: Turner is not in your season.
5: <laughs> exactly, because we're at season six now, uh, yeah. and then it was paired with uh, the new series, the WB and Eric Kripke's Tarzan, which <laughs> famously a flop, right? Yeah, but uh, Tarzan like premiered like with like. Five million, like five point five million viewers, and it was considered a failure, right? That's because every week the ratings went down so much. (laughs) From five point five million to when Charm like premiered with five point eight million for its uh, uh, Valhalla of the Dolls, and then Tarzan went four point three, then three point (laughs) eight, then three, Mm. then two point eight, then two point nine, then two point seven, and then finally. Like like it was two point eight million the week that charmed went up to six million with crisscrossed. So oh for that, God. they're yeah. it's it's off, it's off. They're just putting Charmed reruns on. Hell oh my yeah. goddess, uh, the season five finale, they played both parts. A rerun did three point one million. <laughs> it did yeah, better baby. than new episodes of Tarzan did
1: that's because that shit's good
5: (laughs) uh the big sunday also it was doing before primetime. it was doing uh smallville beginnings which they had done with gilmore girls so they're Mm. they're showing like the first couple seasons too so you could you know that 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 was a cool way to catch up on things and that was doing better ratings than tarzan was by uh, a certain point (laughs) it's like wow 5.5 what what was the problem it just kept (laughs) going and going and
1: going Ooh, that's that's grim. So that gives us kind of an eye towards what was going on in the WB at the time. I know that the mandates for this season were like, hey, can um, the people who are watching this show smile sometimes? Which I don't disagree with as a network mandate, but...
5: And I, I, this is uh, the season of Smallville that causes them to say that for the next season of Smallville. Mm. Uh, not, uh, I will say that Smallville season three is not like as dire and depressing as angel season four but like it was like the dark serialized season and they're like Mm. okay let's not do that and then they course correct way too hard (laughs) next season it's just goofy ass show um let's see Mm -hmm. do you want to talk before we really get into the episode Uh about the hair
1: i want to talk about the hair i want to say a couple things about the hair for those of you who didn't watch this episode, um, you might have missed David Boreanaz's hair. Angel, the character, has always had quite distinct hair. It um, it's pointy. It goes up. It, goes it does up. not go up the amount that it used to go up, and then back a little bit, forming a huge helmet. Except it does here. So I don't (laughs) like this. This looks weird. It looks fucking weird. It does not flatter his face shape. He, it's just, this is not how I like my Boreanis. And I was very upset and I found it very distracting. I had to watch this episode two times because the first time I was like, why is his hair like this? Why is his hair like this? Every time he was on camera and um, I had to take notes on other things, so. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> uh, so as I noted beforehand, uh, this hair is very much David's hair and mm-hmm. not Angel's hair, mm-hmm. uh, which is, that is problematic because we've talked, we've talked before about like when a character has like hair, that's like, that's their actor's hair. That's not their yeah. character's hair. And um, so this would have been, this season is also mm-hmm. right after Boriana starred in the music video for Dido's White Flag, in which he did have this hair.
1: So this is white flag hair. Technically, I, this is also, I
5: think, is' natural hair, and not when he has to mm-hmm. th- put his hair straight yeah. up. Uh, also, usually, and this is something I, I confirmed uh, through a lot of research prior to this episode, <laughs> Boronis's hair is not dark brown naturally. His hair is like, the sandier brown, mm-hmm. uh, like very dark blonde. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was watching a Kelly Clarkson show video with him and like, yeah. he would let the hair grow out and like, it was like, he was no longer dying it. So there was the gray and the mix of the sandy brown. Actually mm-hmm. looks quite yeah, good. That's a good look. Yeah. yeah. I was
1: like, oh, okay. <laughs> look, send a friend a link if you got it.
5: <laughs> it seemed, oh, I have links in my notes, so don't worry. Uh, but yeah, it seems like possibly he was, Tired of the upkeep, which Mm. understandable, honestly. And it's like, if I have to keep coloring my hair, Mm
1: -hmm. at least
5: give me this grace. That's what I assume it was.
1: Yeah, it was like, I'll color it again, but, like, let me keep it at the length I like it. And um, I know we're in for it for a few episodes.
5: Yeah, because I know also when he eventually went to Bones, he had to, like, cut it again, and it was even, like, he got had to cut it pretty short, too, for, for Bones, because he plays an FBI agent, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and isn't he, like, a former military? Like, yeah. And his hair is supposed to reflect that. Yeah. Um, Okay, well... All right, all right, all right, all right, I'll allow it. I will try to not talk about it too much during this episode now that I've gotten it out of my system, but I am not responsible for the words that come out of my mouth as we all
5: know. We all know this, and uh, one more thing about this episode of television. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were three promos for this episode and to to hype up season five, uh, known as, let's see, I think they're a little nicknames for each of them. One of them was known as Blood Brothers. Mm. The next one was na- uh, known as Good Deeds. And the other was Touch of Sunnydale. Um, <laughs> the last two, just to let you know what era we are in in pop culture, mm-hmm. they were scored with Jets, Are You Gonna Be My Girl?
2: Yes!
5: The first one tried to be serious. Mm, 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 uh, mm, mm. And the other two were like, We're having fun, guys. Jet's playing. It's 2003. Jet's playing.
1: You know Jet. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Good gravy. That is, and that is a rebrand. Like, and that feels like what is going on here. And And it's interesting.
5: The important thing about these promos is that they reveal something that is honestly revealed if you watch the opening credits. So we were going to discuss it now. And I believe yeah. they were also on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, the both of them, so.
1: Yeah, this was pretty common knowledge uh, at the time. And, and like, I is, knew it before I watched yeah. this season. That is that
5: Spike is here, baby. He's ours now. A- after his sacrifice at the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. he has returned. Um, Something that is insane in these promos, and I, I don't understand the editing of it, and I'm like, I thought maybe it was an error in one of the, the promos I watched, like, just, like, mm-hmm. uh, uploading, and then I looked over, and it is elsewhere. When they're introducing Spike in the promos, which, the first one is Blood Brother, so it's all about, theirs was a brotherhood stained in blood. Uh-huh. You get, you hear Spike saying, when well, you're like, Angel, Spike, and Spike says, A.K.A. William the Bloody. Except for, he doesn't say, A.K.A. William the Bloody. He says, A.K. William Bloody. And this is in
1: multiple promos. A.K. William Bloody. Anyways, <laughs> we care about this show and will in no way cancel it this year. And yes, I, I did
5: confirm they did cancel it on Valentine's Day. That's when it was announced. <laughs> That's just a, a real big F you. So grim. So
1: <laughs> rude.
5: But yeah, and then uh, the big letters. Spike, the WB presents Angel. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Um, how do you feel about Spike being on this show? Well, there's, for <laughs> the first promo,
5: I will just say, uh, in my notes I put, you would never know this show is an ensemble <laughs> because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about Spike and Angel. And then the mm-hmm. other promos, they have more ensemble, but mostly it's like, this is a buddy comedy. Yeah, And we will see during this season how I feel about the buddy comedy aspect of the show Considering what's at stake, what's happened, uh-huh. what's on the line, again, what's happened, I've watched these shows. Yeah. I like James Marster's work. I like Spike mm-hmm. as a character. It's just.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah! No, 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 no. <laughs> its It just, it feels shoehorned. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of things in this episode that feel shoehorned. And there's a lot of things that made me feel um, not so good in metatextual ways that I would like to talk about as we go through it. Because obviously this is a pivot and an Uh attempt to give a network something they want more than what mm-hmm. the show was. And, uh, um, you know, a way to kind of like erase some of the more unsavory elements of season four. And
5: as we see, the show was a hit, maybe not a Smallville hit, because <laughs> mm-hmm. like Smallville was thriving, but uh-huh. still a hit. And I, as I was like, just confirming, I was right about the cancellation. It was like a, just a, a petty like, yeah. power play type of thing that backfired because the network fucking died and you got yeah. rid of one of your biggest shows.
1: Yeah, it and also like I'm sure there was like probably bad blood from what happened with Buffy there too mm. as well. Uh and it moving like from the WB to the UPN yeah. because of everything that and happened there. And yeah. But that is all interesting to know about. Should we should we dig in to the app yeah, itself? Think. And I think I'll I'll have a couple moments where I kinda of pull us out to talk about some macro mm-hmm. things if that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we're we're good now. I just Hell had to yeah. get all all of this out and I think yeah. And I appreciate it. I feel like I have a lot more context for what's going on here.
5: I wish, again, now I'm just like, I need to have, like, the commercials from when mm-hmm. it aired. I, mm-hmm. I want to watch the show with commercials now all the time.
1: Like, I want to watch this with trailers for Matrix Revolutions, and I think that, that <laughs> it, I deserve that.
5: <laughs> I want, like, trailers for, like, rom-coms I forgot all about. Yeah. It's It's funny uh, watching my Boston uh, public rips because uh, from... First, like, first season, it's, like, all, like, rips from Fox. But then after that, it's, like, the rips are the reruns from, like, the Wii Network. Mm. So after, like, every episode, it's, like, the like the Wii movie of the week or whatever. And it's, like, these movies I completely forgot existed. Amazing.
1: <laughs> movies that no longer exist.
5: <laughs> yeah, because they're, like, oh, no, we should not have made these movies at all. <laughs> Why is um, Elizabeth Shue doing, like, Flowers for Algernon? <laughs>
1: Oh, don't do that.
5: There is like a movie where she's like
1: basically doing that and I'm like, what's no, happening here? Elizabeth you know. Shue, <laughs> um, we, no. We open, how else are you gonna open an angel episode? Mm-hmm. In a dark alleyway, some blonde lady is walking some alone at night. Some blonde lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she finds herself face to face with a vampire.
5: It happens.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, you and I are both Angelinos happening to us all the time. All the fucking time. That's why I broke my ankle, actually. I was (laughs) was running from a vampire. I know. We got to watch out for them. Uh, (laughs) So who runs across the rooftops and swings in on a rope like he's the WB's very own Tarzan? But Angel.
5: (laughs) And he's like, wow, has Angel been watching season one? And this is what he got he should be doing from that?
1: Yeah, so he th- he fights the vampire, fight, fight, fight. He wins. I write in my
5: notes. Morgan is furious about the hair.
1: <laughs> it's so long, um, and uh, the blonde girl she's scared, but Angel's like, "You're gonna be fine, you know. Just stay out of dark alleyways." And he walks off, and the music swells, and. Suddenly, we hear tires screech, and he's surrounded by Wolfram and Hart goons, like all in their like tactical outfits, their guns, and their bulletproof vests. Um, one steps forward. He identifies himself as Agent Hauser, and he's the head of the operations team.
5: Um, first of all, the actor who plays Agent Hauser, he played a, a, a teacher at a Jeremy's parent uh, teacher conference in the Vampire Diaries episode "Rescue Me." <laughs>
1: hell yeah king
5: second of all there came a point and i'm so sorry jenny where i just started calling this guy riley
1: (laughs) don't apologize to
3: jenny literally same (laughs) literally same literally same i I was waiting for fucking riley to be one of the guys under the masks sorry uh, goodbye i'm like this guy is riley
1: He is, he's like, I, what you could never understand is that I believe in a cause. And it's like, a lot of people do that. I, uh, this guy is, he's he's pretty aggro. He is like, I'm the head of the operations team. You shouldn't come out without us. Uh, some Wolverman heart suit comes up to Angel yes. and is like, you can't go off alone. We actually tracked you here by a lapel in your big flowy jacket. And I was like, yes. is nothing sacred?
5: Nothing is sacred. This Wolverman heart suit, who's actually very important mm-hmm. played by TJ Thine. Also, star of Bones. Mm. This is a pre-Bones meeting of the minds. He's a boner? I hate you so much. <laughs> yes, he is a boner.
1: Anyone who was on Bones is a boner, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I he did look so vaguely much. familiar, so that does make sense. Thank okay. you. I love me.
5: Uh, <laughs> always, I think he like showed up on Boston Legal, too, so you definitely have seen him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he did look familiar. So they're like, hey, take a picture with this blonde lady. And, uh, you know, she's going to have to sign some paperwork and all of this stuff. And they're like, also, we do rep the boss of that vampire you killed, but it's no big deal. First week, like, stuff's crazy. Um, Anyway, and the blonde girl thinks Angel's a fucking sellout. The worst thing anyone can think of you.
5: Of course.
1: We all know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
5: actually, I, I miss sellout culture because what mm-hmm. the world we live in.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean, everyone's selling out all over the place, and in if anyone would like to pay me to sell out, I would like oh, to. Oh, absolutely! Let them know. Please, Latoya, I would love to, uh, you know, hawk your products.
5: We'll write the new bone spinoff.
1: Boners unite. <laughs> Uh, So we go to credits, credits, which include Spike right the fuck
5: away. They show his image before they even show James Marsters, who is second billed, by the way.
1: Yeah. Woof. Um, I miss Cordy. I miss the Hyperion. Uh, We end credits. We go to an elementary school where a little boy named Matt talks to his friend about comics. His dad doesn't let him read The Punisher. I'm sorry, kid.
5: <laughs> I, I knew you would have opinions on that.
1: <laughs> Ever every child deserves to have access to Frank Castle. <laughs> um, so uh, we go then to the Wolferman Hart lobby. Okay. Fred comes out of the elevator, we have this whole bit about how like the elevator they're one of those elevators that like open on the wrong side. Yeah,
2: so one so of those double like, elevators.
1: Confused. Yeah. Which uh, exists to make us all feel foolish. Before
2: we
5: really get into the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to talk about the set, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see that you said it is a very proto dollhouse, very. and I agree to the point. I thought they just recycled when when dollhouse started I'm like, oh, they just recycled the Wolfman Heart set
1: yeah it's it's very similar the uh the dollhouse wood colors are a lot uh redder it's more of like a cherry kind of Mm -hmm. a a color whereas these are just like a a soft brown and i was like wow sign of the times we really just changed what cool wood color was by just a few degrees yeah it's almost exactly the same as the dollhouse it's wild Mm -hmm.
5: Uh, obviously I love the Hyperion. I was yeah. furious with Kristen uh, in the finale where she's like, since he was happy to be out of there, I'm like, you no! bite your fucking tongue. The place is uh, beautiful. Sorry. But, um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear something? <laughs>
5: <laughs> but I will say, I actually, I appreciate the show for its use of sets, I, I guess, because, <sighs> uh, and I was reading up on this, uh, Joss had production design build a set. Another, it's another large fucking sprawling set, large enough that they could all walk around with a steady cam, so never mm. have to cut. This scene is a four and a half minute shot. There is no cut in it this is, scene yeah. because the set is big enough that these are these are like actually rooms that they can yeah. walk through. And, and that's cool. And that's I wrote in my notes: the bear found dead in a ditch.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, the bear found dead in a ditch. Uh, J- Joss Whedon, as a writer and director, who maybe you've heard of, uh, if you listen to this podcast, uh, is a big fan of long takes. Mm. Uh, and I think he is right to be. He mm-hmm. believes that they establish a space really well, especially when you're in a new space. Um, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to do. Uh, like you, it means you run four and a half minutes over and over. Again. Again, almost like you're doing a tiny little play rather mm-hmm. than just doing one actor's <laughs> coverage. But it does really give you a sense of the set, a sense of the space, and a sense of like the way our characters are relating to the space, which is good when you're introducing a new location. Um, and- but I just do think the Wolf of My Heart offices look a little basic.
5: But also, it's, we're technically a legal drama now, so mm-hmm. you gotta have space for a walk and talk, baby.
1: You're absolutely right. But before we even start walking and talking, we must speak about how adorable Fred is being in this episode.
5: Oh, I, we're going to speak about that, because we do have another important thing to speak about, and mm-hmm. that's about Alexis.
1: Yeah. W- oh, what, what thing? Oh, you, you, um. So three weeks start. before... <laughs> hmm? No, I was looking the, for his scar and I couldn't the, see it. The scar
5: should be there, but I it wasn't yeah. paying attention to that. So three weeks before filming, mm-hmm. um, he was hit with Bell's palsy. His entire left side is paralyzed. Oh, if you no. watch the scene uh, when he's talking to Fred, especially, you only mm-hmm. see his right side. You can see when the scene opens, you can see a little bit that mm-hmm. it, it's not, and there, you can tell throughout the episode that yeah, it's it's not moving. But yeah.
1: Oh wow, that yeah. must have been really scary.
5: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I remember at the time it had been like it had come out too, but yeah, I I, I, I remembered it about to, to watch it. So I'm like, let me see. If I, it's it's easy easy to notice, but it's also something like they're they're conscious of right. and they they film accordingly.
1: Oh wow, well I I didn't notice uh, at all. I was I they, was probably because mm. I was staring at his neck trying to find his throat. Scar. <laughs> you little freak. <laughs> <laughs> I like what I like. Um, Fred, Fred, she can't figure out which end of the elevator to go out, and she's carrying all this stuff. And hey she's like, hey, girl, what what's she, she doing? doing? She's like, have you seen my lab? It's giganimous, and I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm a girl. I, and I'm a girl? Whoa, will they let me? Like, I... I struggled with Fred in this app. She's adorable. Amy is so winning, but it just feels like, oh, okay. Um, the, now the the girl, she'll be happy and she'll be bouncy and she I won't mean, ever make anyone feel uncomfortable or sad. The
5: highlight of the episode for Fred is when she she reads the, her whole lab for felt because they're all pieces of shit. And I will get into how they're all pieces of shit, including you, especially you, Nox. Yeah, especially Nox. Uh, We're not all evil. Uh, You signed up when this place was 100% evil. You came in to do evil. They all came in to do evil. Yeah.
1: (gasps) You aren't getting around that. So she's insecure about heading up the science department. And like Wes is kind of like trying to to manage her emotions and
4: says. I'm still stuck back at. Why on earth are we here?
2: What, because we're
1: crusaders against evil and now the law firm that represents most of the evil in the world has given us its LA branch to run however we want? Probably in an attempt to corrupt, divide, or destroy us and we all said yes in like three minutes.
4: Your run-on sentences have got a lot less pointless.
1: (sighs) That's so sweet. (laughs) And a tad condescending. (laughs) Hey, shut up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this felt one... Wes is being a little bit of a dick, telling Fred that her speech has gotten less pointless. No, her her run-on sentences, <laughs> which remember,
5: her run-on sentences used to be quite pointless. They're little I things she them.
1: wrote on the walls. <laughs> I think they're great. Do we <laughs> feel that this, like, summary of events where they're like, yeah, and we agreed, like, three seconds in, is, like, kind of retconny and, like, purpose and intent?
5: Yes. Uh because they also it is it it feels like three seconds in because they do not have the whole well Angelin had to go stop Connor from murdering everyone. Mm-hmm. So technically they did like immediately yeah. say yes. <laughs> they don't know why.
1: Fair enough.
5: <laughs> there's, uh, there's a time gap.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. But I read yeah. in my notes yucky question mark. Shut up, joss. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, she gives the exposition for the new status quo of the show. Uh it's cute. Um, Nox shows up. Wes asks him how long he's been evil. Oh, I just mixed the potions, you know. Oh, you're just following orders. We saw your creepy stalker phone last season.
1: Yeah, we know your shit. Also, uh, Fred, who's been struggling with her box, and Wes has been, like, offering to carry it over and over again. Uh, She'll let Nox hold her box. Boom. We're
3: fired.
5: (laughs) Fired. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just shaking my head emphatically. That's why it went silent. Everyone and I'm I'm like posing,
1: you guys. I'm doing like <laughs> thumbs ups, like I'm thumbs down. Serving Luke's. Uh, so Ugh. you're uh, fired. Yeah, so, <laughs> fair, um, but you can't fire me until we're done with this episode. Uh, Fred is really charmed by Knox. Like it's not working. Like whatever, like, like the shade Wes is throwing is not going through
5: she calls him noxie i want to vomit
1: yeah and wes wes doesn't like that either you're in good company what as as fred and nox leave a basketball hits wes in the chest because who's here the number one basketball fan of all time charles gunn
5: <laughs> i want to imagine there's like a basketball court on site I didn't want from a heart, obviously. There's like a, a racquetball gym there, too, you know.
1: I mean, I would love that. But yeah, I do not care for our lone black character shows up with a basketball at the beginning of the show to prove to you know, to, to be here for the first time. It could They're be
5: worse. He could be me. challenging Wes
1: to a battle rap. Fair enough. He could break, put out some cardboard to do a break dance. <laughs> it just didn't feel great to me. <laughs> and um, Wes feels, feels subtly different now. Like he's a little more cantankerous. He's very obvious about being like, like his jealousy over Knox and Fred and Gunn like is like, oh, is Fred okay? Like has no, none of that has left for him. He has moved on, it would appear. Am I correct?
5: It it seems that way, even though towards the end of the season, it seemed like there was potential for Mm -hmm. reconciliation. But he has yeah, a basketball now.
1: He has a, um, who needs a girlfriend when you have a basketball?
5: That's what I'm always saying.
1: <laughs> that's what I- I
5: should a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they're, they're walking, they're talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed the mailman close up uh, earlier in the scene. We should note that uh, the mailman is a Mexican luchador, mm-hmm. as a Mexican wrest- masked wrestler, for those yeah. who don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, and he's got a he's got a package with Angel's name on it. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, Gunn explains that he's chosen his office as long as it's cool with Wes. Uh, you know, it's the office that makes him feel the least inadequate. And uh, I want to say that like Jay August Richards is delivering all of this dialogue with like so much pep and charisma. And like the with a with a oneer, the when you shoot a really long scene like this, you run the risk of. Uh, it being paced way too slowly, mm-hmm. and you're stuck in editing, having to pick the best long take, and you can be stuck with something that like really, really expands and expands if your actors aren't being like smart and quick and pacing mm-hmm. everything up. And he is doing all of that stuff, and I love it, but I just like hate the like how low status they are making Gun like seem and feel in this moment, like. I I thought that in the finale, they did such a good job of him not necessarily knowing what his place would be here and them being like, no, we believe that you're an asset worth having. And... Now, I just don't like all the things that are being said about God, especially yeah. later when Eve said he had the most unused potential. Uh, we'll talk about Eve soon. Yeah.
5: I, I will wait to discuss this character.
1: Me want to shove my head through a window. Um, <laughs> so, and, and including that Gun uh, does not know what feng shui is and calls it Kung Pao. <laughs> which I don't necessarily believe he'd know the words feng shui, but I don't believe he'd think it was called Kung Pao. Joss
3: Whedon.
1: So it's like, Joss Whedon, and then and then written and directed by Joss Whedon comes up and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're, it's like, we're all gonna take time to get comfortable here, uh, except for Lauren, who has sold the fuck out immediately, <laughs> which I think is funny. He deserves she- it. <laughs> He deserves it, and I think it's funny as a joke. But I also think is like really undercuts the fact that he's like the sweetest of all of them. yeah, I think the thing is about him selling out is that it's like
5: there's no worry, possibly on his part, that he'll go, like get in over his head because like he can read auras, he can tell when someone's like shifty and not to be trusted. Yeah. Like he he's making deals and making moves, but like mm-hmm. he he's in control. I like to believe.
1: I, God, I Lord, I hope so. Uh, so, uh, Angel shows up. He struggles with the elevator as well.
2: Of he goes course, up to the it's boys. It's Angel.
1: <laughs> he tells them everything about last night. And he's like, we got to get rid of everything here. Like, we're clearing fucking house. No more yeah. Wolfram and Hart shit here at Wolfram and Hart. Also,
5: I got to say, uh, props to Alexis. Uh, despite, again, what happened, yeah. they trusted him to give him the most to do. Of this four and a half minute uh,
1: shot, oh yeah, he's very much the anchor of it. Like yeah. everyone is coming to him and then there and then leading him somewhere and then splitting off from him so that someone else can join and yeah, he he's that' talent crushing. baby, yeah, that's talent.
5: <laughs> heard of so it
1: I have. <laughs> So our next scene takes place in Angel's office. Yeah, now we're just doing
5: different shots. The fun is done. Yeah,
1: the fun is over. And Angel says, uh, everything must go, starting with that. And he points at a woman. Before you speak, I just want you to know that I wrote in my notes, this man won awards for feminism. (laughs) That <laughs> my feelings on Eve aside, rough in your in your your new bouncy peppy version of the show where everything's a lot happier has your male lead referring to a woman he's never met as that. <laughs> cool, love it. My next note is Eve, sad face. <laughs> Uh, Yes, uh, as uh,
5: numerous uh, members of our uh, Angel on top Patreon discord are calling her the Wish.com version of Lila.
1: Good gravy. Like, Lila Morgan is rolling around in hell knowing that this is their liaison to Wolfram and Hart now. Terrible.
5: All right, here we go. Um, We talk a lot about the things that date Angel and Buffy. Mm -hmm. I think nothing dates this show more than the fact that Sarah Thompson has an arc on it. (laughs) I say this having just watched the first three seasons of Boston Public, of which she's featured recurring in the first two seasons. Wow. (laughs) This... This woman uh, starred in uh, the infamous uh, directed DVD movie slash failed pilot, Cruel Intentions 2. Ooh, okay. Yes, a movie that at least gave us Amy Adams. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, um, she was also on 7th Heaven. For a long, t- not even a long time, for like for a full season, but like everyone hated her character. Not just like people watching, like the characters in the show hated, hated her. her character. <laughs> that was part of the show. She, she's like there for like a full season. Everyone just like hating her. She gets like a- she forces like Simon to like propose to her, and everyone Ooh. just like <laughs>
3: that's not that's
5: not cool. Yeah, I mean that just sucks for her. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, she's actually married to the actor who played uh, Tucker on Buffy. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um.
0: Know, so the bro. thing
5: I I almost spoiled I almost spoiled like this character's existence last season because mm-hmm. I mixed uh, a casting thing up uh and the, the thing was originally the character of Eve mm-hmm. was supposed to be played by Fireflys Morena Bockerin.
1: Oh, a uh, a a very cool and hot person. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, she had a scheduling conflict. I think it's because she was doing the WB pilot Still Life with Jensen Ackles, mm. which everyone thought was going to go because it, it was made by John August and everyone thought it was going to go series, and it just did not. Mm. Um, and it's crazy because, like, literally immediately, I'm just like, it feels, this Eve character, it feels like a child playing dress up. Yeah. Which is one thing on Riverdale when they're doing it, because they're all children playing b- dress up. Yeah. But when... <laughs> Every other character is like an adult on the show and you have the adult. one yeah playing dress up it, it it it's
1: funny, and it's also like even just like and, and this doesn't help uh this actress because like at the time, like the style of suit was like a little um i think like boxier in some ways, so even like her clothes look a <laughs> it little over literally like she is a child dressing up in uh in someone else's clothes. it's rough it's. It's quite bland. She's trying to, she's doing Whedon quips, but they are just not landing. Boreanis is like selling that he's like angry, but also horny for her right away, which I also kind of hate because I'm like, why? Like, It's it's people who have been
5: doing this for years who have this all down, having to play like she is on the same level as them and it's different when it's Justine because mm-hmm. that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, Justine was hilarious and I found we found a way to in narrative justify who Justine was and like why she sucked. But like who's this bitch? Like <laughs> She, like, has all of the, all of this dialogue and all these jokes that just fall terribly flat. Like, she's like, I'm Eve, and before you make the joke, I'm going to present you with an apple. And, like, Angel eats the apple later in the season to, like, punctuate another one of her non-jokes. I'm trying to think of, like, rough.
5: a casting thing on WB or CW that probably one we've talked about before, where it's, like, you cast someone who, like, reads too young for the role, and then it just, like falls apart, and I feel like that's what's happening
1: here. Yeah, I absolutely do think it's a case of her reading far too young, which is interesting because Wes says to her, like, uh, after Eve explains, like, you know, she answers to the senior partners, and Wes is like, well, that's a really powerful position for a young woman. And she says, how can you be sure I'm either of those things? And
5: I don't buy that she's anything more
1: Oh yeah, I I do not buy that there's some kind of eldritch evil l- yeah. living inside her, even potentially. <laughs>
5: she reads not even just fresh out of law school. Assuming she's a lawyer, she reads yeah.
1: like still in law school. Yeah, at I mean, most. She could easily play high school. Like it, it she does. She look, was just on wait, Boston wait, yeah. Public as a student. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's not that there's anything wrong with being young or playing young. It's just I mean, that, yeah, it's a like, WB. <laughs> There's no, there's no gravitas there. Whereas all the Riverdale kids, even though they're tiny children with businesses, I believe that they're sharks that only care about their bottom line, baby.
5: And it's funny because they are children, <laughs> literally children playing dress up.
1: And that's funny. And that's good to me. So uh, Eve rattles off some exposition. And we learn that Wolfram and Hart actually has clients that are not evil, because things are complicated. Uh she says if you shut this place down, you won't have it anymore. Like it'll it'll fall apart and evil will take their business elsewhere and it will lose its power. So you do have to keep things running and keep clients happy. And Gun is like, let them get away with stuff, you mean. But Eve's like, Come on, get fucking amped. This is fun. This is unprecedented. Like Eve is excited that we live in unprecedented times, and I, Eve, know.
5: <laughs> yeah, it is also like almost a shame that we already have Alexa Davalos for for Gwen because she could pull off this role.
1: Absolutely, uh, and bring back uh, Gwen. Yeah, bring back Gwen, and she's like, "Go through the. I recommend that you go through the client files and you know see who you represent and what kind of like you know business you are currently running and how you want to change it." So we cut to the uh, the big conference table in Angel's office. Uh, a little later, we're going through the files, and we are all tired. What a bi- what a great like tableau of all of them. Like, good shot, Joss.
5: I I do have. Uh, I'm happy we have a lot of our 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 friends being the gang, doing the stuff together.
1: It's nice, um, it it really is. So uh, we we name drop a couple clients, Joe Kennedy. George Sr., who I assume to mean uh, George uh, George H.W. Bush. Yeah, that uh, bitch. Yeah, and Gunn has found a dude named Corbin Fries that he'd like to draw all of our attention to. Um, he smuggles women from Asia into the U.S. for cheap labor and prostitution. He's currently on trial for this, and it's not going well.
5: He also does gun and drug
1: running on top of that. It's like a, a, a diverse portfolio, a multi-hyphenate. What can't Corbin Fries do?
5: We also learned later basically he he's a corporate guy too because like the judge has like stocks, like shares yeah. of stocks in his company. Like he, he is, is full on corporate.
0: He's he not just like some
5: low level sleaze bag.
1: Even though that is the vibe he gives off. Oh,
5: 100%. He has to have a public face of the
1: company, right? Yeah, someone else is doing all that shit. So um, Angel's like, oh, I'll have my secretary go through all the files. Oh wait, I don't have one. Um, you and- know, you said her name was Cordelia, remember? Yeah. I mean, yes, he does remember her and for we'll her. talk about that later too, actually. our friend. Uh, and Wes is like, I'll get you a secretary that can stomach working for a good guy. And uh, mm-hmm. they're like, we'll have to, you know, check out all of the staff. And Angel goes, God, did we do the right thing? Like, we did the right thing, right? And um, no one answers him. It's time to go to sleep. So everyone peels off. And he's going to keep working throughout the night. He's Uh, Angel. He's a vampire. Yeah, he's a a vampire. He can work at night. So in in Gunn's office, Eve is waiting for him there. She comments on how much simpler his previous life was, which makes me wanna scream. Um, Gunn is like, I fucking see what you're doing and I have no interest in returning to my old life. Uh, And the way he speaks about it is, like, the the dialogue that he's given uh, graded me the wrong way. Like it felt very dismissive. Like he's like, oh yeah, I can't wait to like go back to eating garbage and doing all this shit. And I'm like, well, he's really proud of this stuff that he did, right? Like he's proud of what he created and the community that he kept safe. And And that kind of
5: thing, Mm -hmm. yeah, like the the issues he might have with it, it's not the kind of thing he's gonna tell it to his own rando, it's the kind of thing he would talk to like Fred about.
1: Yeah, and I was like, he should be proud of it, even if he technically like, for lack of a better way to describe it, grew out of it. You know, like he was in a way called up to the big leagues to handle like bigger demonic threats. Mm Like, then just like, you know, local vampire fighting. Yeah. But and, not cool to talk about it that way.
5: And we were talking about it in the finale, like, uh, talking about what things we were interested to see if they stuck around for the season or do not stick around for the season. As we see uh, Lacey, the one who recruits him in the finale, mm-hmm. does not stick around. I hate that. Would have liked she, to see Lacey. Possibly she should have been the liaison.
1: Yeah. She seemed very charming. <laughs> Eve Eve says she sees why the senior partners chose him and she gives him a card and walks off. Wes sees this and is like, "What's that?" and guns like, "Oh, it's it's for a tailor. She must not like my clothes."
5: We're already lying to each other.
1: We're already lying and like I I hate that too. Like I hate that he like him being like the first domino to fall over. It just like doesn't feel like um the person who wrote this respects gun it's almost
5: like the person who wrote this wasn't actually uh, in charge of the show from day to day until now because buffy is over and firefly is over mm-hmm. because I yeah guess- jeffrey bell was running the show the past two seasons i believe yeah yeah it I- was greenwald's show then it was mm-hmm. jeffrey bell's show and now joss is here now no i'm not gonna say it i was gonna say daddy's home but I'm daddy. Home. Yeah, I'm daddy i'm daddy
1: your daddy here Fuck that bitch. Absolutely. And it just, like, it it makes me feel, like, sick. And and it's not to say that there isn't, like, obviously this would be the plan on Wolfram and Hart's part, like, to divide and conquer them. And someone has to be the first domino to fall and all of that stuff. But I just, like, I just hate that it's gone. It feels uh, lazy and not very justified and shitty and racist. And I don't like Mm -hmm. it. Again, it feels like
5: someone who hasn't been around uh, to actually care about this character.
1: Absolutely. Like, it feels like someone with a very vague understanding uh, and being like, oh, yeah, of course, I can write a gun scene. Uh, He's got a basketball, and um, he doesn't know words. (laughs) Great job. (laughs) Where's my cinema
5: file? Like, where's my film buff?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I miss it. I just... I, I miss my beautiful boy. So uh, we then go to Angel's office. It's the next morning. He has delivered the envelope. <laughs> and,
5: and he does not open it yet uh, <laughs> because he has to do what, like, when he does open it, he has to do, like, a, use it for scene business.
1: Yeah. He's like, I can't <laughs> open that until I have some dialogue so I can open it while I'm walking. <laughs> Um, so
5: it's ridiculous but he does look good in that scene I know you're upset with the
1: hair but he is wearing that Henley I'm like hello (laughs) hello Mr. Angel the forearms are out (laughs) yes Uh... um so we have a we have a fun little goofy like moment with the phone Angel hits a button and he's you know transferred to ritual sacrifice uh, <laughs> rather than you know his secretary he just wants some coffee or some blood he finally gets his secretary but then his secretary is like no this is Angel's office and he's like you know that no that voice anywhere Angel <laughs> <laughs> Poor boy, he's at sea, but he <laughs> he gets his, he asks for some blood and is told it'll be here right away. And he gets a call from Wes, who's gonna stop by. And then there is a mug of blood put on his table and we pull out and who placed it there, LaToya?
5: One Harmony Kendall, star of everyone's favorite Dawson's Creek
1: episode, Downtown Crossing. <laughs> Yeah, baby girl. Hello, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Angel is not happy to see Harmony, which I thought was rude. Couldn't be me. (laughs) Could not be me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She, uh, he's like, you're working at fucking Wolverine Heart. And she's like, yeah, I've been working here a while. Single undead gals in LA have to start somewhere.
5: Yeah, single undead gal trying to make it in the big city, Spin off, go. Done,
1: now. <laughs> um, they, She's like, come on, come on, this could be a good idea. We keep the same hours. Creatures of the night unite, right? Uh, and Harmony says, she mm. types
5: like a superhero, which I'm like, we know you don't. And I write in all caps, DELIVER. <laughs>
1: Deliver. I'm sorry, but I type like a superhero. If a superhero, if there was a superhero who could type really fast, that, that's me. Got to put that on my resume as a writer's assistant. <laughs> um, she says she's like she. At first, he's like, "Oh my god, did you give me like you know human blood?" And she's like, "No, no, no, no. I don't even touch the stuff. Uh, like that is uh, that is pig's blood. And there's a little secret ingredient. It's otter." Ooh. he does not look pleased to have heard that <laughs> um so wes shows up and he's like oh hey harmony and angel's like you fucking knew about this and wes is like i made this decision
5: angel says you turned evil a lot faster than i thought you and i'm like really i feel like wes is the first one you would think would turn evil you he have, have the, he, the context
1: you remember that <laughs> So um, I, I fully agree. Wes was very smart. Um, as someone who's worked for um, a fair amount of older white men, they do not like meeting new people. So it is smart to hire someone he already knew. But
5: they do love when you print out their
1: emails. Oh, they love it so much. Make that font big. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Harmony then brings up Cordelia Chase. Heard of her? And then we get some people
5: caring and some acting guys. Mm-hmm. We do.
1: Yeah, you know, they, they tell her, we didn't know, you didn't know. Gets very solemn. Cordy's sick. She's in a coma. And um, Harmony takes that in. And for a minute, she's very sad about it. And then she's like, okay, never mind. And like pivots. And yes. I write in my notes, shut up,
5: Joss. I mean, yes, shut up, Joss. I wrote in my notes, uh, Harmony got me fucked up. Then she remembers she has no soul and moves on <laughs>
1: I I love her, and I would love this joke in any other context. Yes, it's just it because keep her name
5: out dude, of your mouth. Yes. Sweden?
1: I, yeah, I'm truly like, you can shut up about her, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, Harmony is uh, you know sent to go fetch the people waiting in Wes's office, and it's time to talk about the one, the only, Corbin Fries. Played by the one, the only, Rod Rowland. Yeah. Um,
5: everyone's, uh, at least especially in this era, everyone's favorite dirtbag.
1: Yes, I felt uh, at home with him. <laughs>
5: uh, yes, uh, he's been in pretty much every show. Of course, Veronica Mars, he's Liam Fitzpatrick. He loves to beat up children. Hell yeah. Uh, I will say, especially during this era, him. Uh, There was an episode of Fastlane that played on this dirtbaggery where he plays an undercover cop who's, like, so deep undercover, you can't tell if he's actually a good guy or a dirtbag. That's, like, the whole episode. And uh, I did learn uh, that he dated uh, Jillian Anderson. (gasps) He is her date to the Emmys in 97 when she wins. How? And he looks yeah. good, by the
1: way. By the eye, I bet they're both looking pretty dang good.
5: Yeah, he's still going. He's still dirtbagging up. He's uh, mostly like an acting coach now, too. Oh, cool. And le- the two testimonies on his site mm. are uh, from Travis Fimmel of Vikings and, of course, the WB's Tarzan. He has Tarzan himself. Hell yeah. And Jillian Anderson.
1: Yay! They're still buddies. Oh, that makes me really happy. <laughs> Um, he is—he's doing great. Uh, they explain that his character is facing like 20 years yeah. for all of his awful crimes, and he calls um, <laughs> his lawyer a butt munch. And Harmony just starts laughing. <laughs> Harmony laughing at him being cruel to his lawyer is so fucking funny. He's like—he's <laughs> so pissed off. He's like, ba- like the old Wolfram in Hart. Like this would wouldn't have never even gotten to trial. Like this yeah. is so fucked up. And this is yeah. where he starts asking for something and mm. where I'm about to start asking for something yeah. Holland, he's, he's, like, first
5: of all he says also Holland Manners wouldn't have stood for
1: this Uh huh.
5: <laughs> a great man
1: and he says you dot 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 gotta get me off <laughs> <laughs> which he proceeds to say two more times he demands that Angel get him off and I don't know about you but is someone seeming a little bit Bye for <laughs> Oh,
5: absolutely. <laughs> Hit it, bitch.
2: <laughs> He's got a broody stare and hot spiky hair. If you're straight or gay, your tingly feelings don't care. You're just being honest about this sexy demonic in your Bye for Boreanaz. Bye for Boreanaz.
5: I mean, that's also like an aspect of Rod Rowland's scumbag characters. He always seems also like bisexual at the same time being a scumbag.
1: Yeah, and as a bisexual scumbag myself...
5: <laughs> you wish. I see. <laughs> you wish you had this energy, honestly. I know, I, know. I could never. He's too cool, is the I thing. Could never he's be such that a, powerful. He's such a piece of shit, this character. But it's like, Rod Rowland is just so cool. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that dude fucking rules. Um, it's like, you know he fucks. He's like a, a garbage man. And oh, you're like, yeah. You know he fucks.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> this is interesting, given what our... <laughs> uh, certain, certain segments coming up later. Uh, he says, he's like, you have to do everything you can for me but like you know the jury is tamper proof and all of the stuff's going on which the only thing
5: i like because uh sort of like yeah the da uh has uh shaman which see it's good to know that like wolfman heart isn't always like at the advantage like stacking yeah. the deck like there actually mm-hmm. is like people combating them in, in the way that you would think in magic
1: yeah and it's like you they should set a meeting with those people right now yeah and figure you out should be working with them. them yeah you should go to that law firm so go to the law firm to have all the good shaman come on guys so uh, but the only thing they can do is just like work the case and try to win it uh, so Corbin oh. asks like he has to get off two more times and then threatens to bomb all of California Yeah,
5: he says uh, he says the episode title conviction and then uh, he's gonna uh, destroy all of California yeah. besides the dead slash undead I guess uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, also I noticed like towards the end the scene like Rod Rowland's
1: dimples yeah Looking good. <laughs> I could fix him. I could change him. <laughs> um, <so. laughs> That's,
5: I'm surprised there wasn't like an arc uh, in Veronica Mars where someone's like, I can fix Liam
1: Fitzpatrick. I could fix Liam Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Uh, We we go to commercial, we come back, we are in a conference room and Lorne is setting everyone up to sing for him. They're all hanging out nervously in this room. And Lauren has a little grid for them.
5: Well, Uh that's because they're used to like psychics like reading them and then like blowing up their heads if they are evil or or not, if they're evil, but if they're doing something bad. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. But I am obsessed with the the grid that Lauren has made and the scale on which he can rate these people based on what he senses off of them. Uh, The categories are okay, On the Bubble, Evil, Mm -hmm. To Be Fired, and my favorite category, Yikes!
5: (laughs) Uh, Which category do you think we both are on?
1: I think I'm a Yikes.
5: (laughs) Not even for evil purposes.
1: Not even just like, oh, there's a lot going on here.
5: (laughs) You just singing constantly. He's like, I've I've read you already. You're like, wait, I have another
1: number. I can do one more. Uh, this woman Morgan is
5: undressing.
1: I am. I'm getting down to my shirt. Uh, we then go to Fred's lab. Um, she is hanging up a poster for the chicks. Hell yeah.
5: <laughs> and also proper era. Fuck W. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fucking rules, uh, and um, Knox. You know, as she's explaining Lauren's powers to Knox, and Knox is like, "Oh, I'll totally sing. I just want you to be comfortable, like running the lab with me." And she's like, "I'm actually more comfortable running away from things." Here's the here's the deal. Every nerd man is Joss Whedon.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't matter
5: how, the mm-hmm. performance. Mm-hmm. Go away. <laughs> I actually I don't like this performance. <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's the performance that there's I take later there, when, There's not a lot here.
5: Later when he's trying to talk about how he's not evil or whatever, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, no, because, again, yeah. it's, I, like I said before, it's like just following orders.
1: It's like, you came to Evil Incorporated. Yeah, like you- y- Your contracts say you're evil. <laughs> Yeah and and there's not even been any like you have no idea the good we do or I came here because of like this thing that I can only study here or like anything like that. There's no explanation other than well I'm just following orders. And like we've contained more diseases than we've created. Like fuck off. Yeah. It, it's, it's less the performance that I disagree with. It's more the idea that Fred would be charmed by this man. Yeah. She's a woman and in STEM. She's met who, a million of him.
5: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Usually talking down to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and you know what? We could, Maybe we could get more into like this ca- like character psyche because like we know from like previous uh, Wolfman Heart employees from both Lindsay and Lila we understand the reason why they Joined up with Evil Incorporated. Like Lindsay was like a poor Southern boy who like got out, and mm-hmm. he wanted to like show that he could be a big shot. Lila, like she, her mother, was like because she wants she wants to be like on top. Basically, yeah. she doesn't want to ever be like from a place underneath. She doesn't want to ever be a victim. Like yeah. that's the thing we saw yeah. and. This. Knox is just like, I like science. I like hacking into the phone. Shut up.
1: Like, ugh. And it just, it just like sucks. And it, it, it sucks additionally because it was written by Joss Whedon, who and, I know and we is know, a toxic
5: we, we know his tricks.
1: And it just sucks that like, but for me, it sucks that I feel like we're regressing with Fred again. Like where she's like, I don't know if I can do anything. And I'm like, but. Fred's a fucking champion.
5: If there's one thing champion. to take out of season four that we liked, it was that.
1: Yes. And it just, like, sucks to feel like that has disappeared completely. And she can't even answer her phone right because she's so dang adorable.
5: I mean, year. yeah. if it, like, goes back to, like, how when she was shining as a physicist, you know, her professor did what he did. It's like, doesn't want to shine too much because bad things happen. That's a, that's a story.
1: That's something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like this, this repiloting just feels like simplifying everything and everyone. And, and I, that Mm. makes me, that gives me a lot Mm. of pause, even though I'm I requested no more and, of season four. And um, there's, I don't know if I need everything to be so shiny and
5: new. <laughs> You're missing season four now, aren't you, baby? No, uh, I kind of am. <laughs> okay. But also um, to acknowledge, uh, now she is uh, Smurfette. She's the girl. Yeah. At least when there was like one girl before with uh, charisma, it was like the, the cast was also smaller mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Remember when it was just like three people in the cast?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. She she's she's been upgraded from yellow ranger to pink ranger and it's a lot of responsibility, <laughs>
5: <laughs> which of course Amy Acker can handle. Like, come on.
1: Very much so. But it just like sucks to have like I just like don't think. Yeah, it's not cute to me to make an intelligent, um, capable woman. Um, uh, like completely ineffective due to oopsie daisies and whoopsie hazards, like which is what Joss Whedon seems to think is very cute. And appealing to do. And I think Amy Acker can be very cute and appealing um, being competent. And Fred has been in the past. And it's not like she's completely incompetent here. Like, we're not. This is not a, the newsroom situation. But no.
5: no, it is not. That is a, a, is a whole other level. I'll but give Joss that. It's not a newsroom woman situation.
1: Yeah, congrats,
5: Joss. A millennial not knowing what LOL is. Come on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got to go. But it just feels bad. Like, I've got a bad feeling in my stomach, like, even as everyone's smiling. And to a certain extent, that is very much the vibe of this episode. It's that, hey, come in. We have all these shiny toys. Don't think about how this is actually bad. And um, it's interesting how that stacks with, I think, a bunch of things that are happening that are actually bad under the surface, like in this show, metatextually. I just think that the fish rots
3: from the head. That's what they say. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas.
1: Um, we, are, we start shooting it um, through like the window into the lobby um, because like we are trying to showcase this new set and all of the different ways that we can look at it and all of the different ways the rooms fit together, which you are getting a pretty good sense of space here. Um, the, they all agree that the goal is to find and disable Corbin Fry's bomb uh, in case they can't win the trial. So they're like this bomb like might not be literal it could be magical it mm. could be virus it could be poison. Yeah. So Fred is going to like look into Wolfram & Hart's like science past and figure out if they've made any viruses um, and you know what they could have made uh, in terms of like a weapon that he might be using.
5: Yeah, and he will have to say a magic word. They did get that from it. that that was literal. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, And uh, Lauren gets his assignment, which is to go watch the trial. Um, What do you think about this Mary-Kate and Ashley joke?
5: (laughs) Um, It's very of the era. Uh, I was more wanting to talk about how so they're all like, no idea why God isn't there. But Lauren is especially confused by why
1: Harmony is there. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate Lauren being very upset about that. He doesn't like this. Mm Uh, but,
5: Lord, I don't know why you're upset to go watch a legal drama. I love legal dramas.
1: <laughs> but he was gonna get to meet Mary-Kate and find out about Ashley's new piercing. That's not them. That's the, that's the thing. That's not them. I'm like, that's not Lorne. Like, like, he'd want to meet Sigourney Weaver, Yeah. you know? Like, he'd want to meet Dame Judi Dench. But even of the
5: era, say he wants to meet Mary-Kate and or Ashley... Neither of them is getting piercings. That was never their
1: thing. It's also just like weirdly sexualizing these like people. And it just and it's like not even funny. Like it's not a good joke. Like We should just be happy. It's not a Britney joke, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess we should just be happy. It's not worse. Um, so uh Harmony can't reach gun, but she has gotten Spanky's address for Angel they're all like spanky excuse me and he says uh spanky is a freelance mystic that uh corbin has gone to a couple of times so angel's gonna go do the legwork
5: so corbin wasn't just fucking him
1: i mean he says he doesn't spank men but you know (laughs) maybe he does other stuff (laughs) Uh, so Angel goes to the garage. Uh, he is looking at all of his beautiful cars that he can't wait. He can't even choose between. They're so pretty. Um, do we buy this? <laughs> he,
5: he goes full Bruce Wayne slash Batman. So, like, Joss basically comes back to the show and is like, he's still Batman, right? That's That's what it feels like. Yeah, he's like, I know Batman. <laughs> I mean... We did just watch Guys Will Be Guys, and the fake Tish McGev was like, you and, you care about appearances, and that's why you have that car. It's like, I do buy it, though, actually.
1: Yeah, like, there's a certain amount of, like, I, I do buy that he's a car buff, but what I was surprised by is that he, like, picked a yellow car. I was like, Angel would never. All of these cars need to be black and red.
5: It is, it's, it's funny to me, though. It's been a week, and Temptation has already really gotten to him. A flashy yellow car. Come on, Angel.
1: Some fucking champion immediately zooping around the city and fucking bumblebee over here. <laughs> All right, dude. Come on, help the helpless. Um, then uh, Hauser comes up to him and is like, oh, hear you want to get a floater? Like, we can go procure him for you. Uh, and Angel's like, no, I've got it. And they clearly have a very adversarial relationship. And this isn't the end of them being on opposite sides of stuff.
5: It's not, yeah, that, they talk about yeah. wet work, yeah, he's like i'm I'm here for killing, and he's yeah. like, hey, you definitely meant feel work, right,
1: <laughs> no, angel, so uh, we go, we go to spanky's and before we, <laughs> we go about, downtown to see spanky go, we go, we make our way downtown, and we see Spanky, I wonder if. There's anyone we could talk to about Spanky and his general vibe and all of the various goings on that happen in Spanky's home.
3: You're right. It's time for my fucking corner.
2: Kristen's corner. Kristen's corner. It's all Riley What the fuck is at-
3: So are you suggesting the song lyrics be making my way downtown to Spanky's house where he's got his paddles on the wall? Bing, bing, Yes. I'm not he part of this. He does <laughs> bang and he only spanks the ladies. <laughs> I like, nah, na, <laughs> my, uh, my biggest question, okay, because I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm here and I'm not here for it. You know... A lot of this episode, hearing you guys talk about it, is like these are the things we like, but also Joss is here, so everything has a particular lens on it. So but let's just, let's just put, throw that throw mm-hmm. that right out the window, okay? Mm-hmm. So that I can have some feelings about this man. Let's have some fun. Um, yeah, let's have let's have a good time with Spanky. Um, but but my biggest feeling wait, was wait, this beat is
5: sick. <laughs> let's have some fun. I want to take a ride on your Spanky stick.
3: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Literally thought you were like, "There's an audio issue," and you oh, were no. like, "Literally, I had to just repurpose Lady to Gaga lyrics." <laughs> great, 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 great. Um, I just don't know that a man exists who would be exercising while making daiquiris. It's the most confusing part about Spanky to me, and yes. I wonder what you think about this team. I'm obsessed.
1: I have to tell you, I have nothing but positive things to say about Spanky. I love Spanky working out in his his brown ribbed tank top, making his daiquiris. And he doesn't spank men, but he has nothing against men. He's like, I love a firm male ass. But you should, if you look at the website, you know how much I work on my own. And
3: I'm like, but Angel is that clear.
5: Link. Angel himself is pro spanking men. The difference
1: yeah
3: I mean okay and here and that's my other question about spanky the, the spanky scene as, mm-hmm. as it is uh classically iconically referred to of course the spanky scene the. trademark uh the the is it David Boreanis who's into the idea of being spanked or is it Angel? Because somebody there is into it and I can't figure out which one. I yeah, I <sighs> I love it. There's a
1: there's a crackling chemistry here, and I think Spanky's considering, you know, changing
3: his no spanking boys mm. policy. <laughs> When the Angel puts his chin on Spanky's shoulder, like he rests his whole chin on his shoulder. It's so intimate. And I (laughs) loved
1: it. (laughs) Me too. I loved it so much. I want to have a daiquiri. Like
3: it made me want a daiquiri. (laughs) I'll take, I'll take a daiquiri and a spanking. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think those things (laughs) can go together. It's season five, baby, let's
1: go. (laughs) Yeah, what else can they do? Um, Spanky explains, uh, you know, he built Corbin a magical vessel and uh, a magic word will dissolve it. And uh, Spanky tries to pull a fast one on Angel, but Angel's like, you forgot something. I have no problem with spanking he, men. He,
3: and he me. tries
5: to do auto asphyxiation on Angel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which was a topic in the Buffering the Vampire Slayer land. <laughs> are vampires always at the erotic level of asphyxiation <laughs> like wi- like it, because they cannot participate in the activity are they always that aroused is that's the math so i'm bringing is, it to the angels heightened
5: today. everything is
1: right right see exactly. i think they can't breathe so they cannot experience Like, whatever the science behind the, like, lack of oxygen, uh, you know, climax or whatever.
3: In order for, in order to achieve the level of uh, arousal, they actually need to be put into a tank and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Yes. That's actually what Justine was trying to do. Yeah, she was trying Uh, to help (laughs) him come.
5: She was trying out. Crazy how we are in season five and Justine (laughs) will still come up. We're just, just main w- wishing she The character
3: back. of Angel.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, I know that you brought me here to talk about spanking, mm-hmm. and I'm honored. Um, yeah. I also just want to take a little moment in my corner to say that I am so excited that Harmony is here. Yeah, baby. I fucking love. Harmony has to be one of my favorite characters of all the universes, mm-hmm. and she is like, She's a grown-up version of Harmony. She mm-hmm. is. She's matured, and little peach uh, I love suit. her. Did you oh die? My God. <laughs> and her like natural makeup. You know, like she's like moved moved yeah. off of the like uh, classic mm-hmm. Harmony makeup look, and it's just like. No makeup, I'm here makeup. at the office to do work. Yeah. She um. has
5: matured. Mercedes McNabb is fresh off of everyone's favorite Dawson's Creek episode, Downtown Crossing. <laughs> 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 so I <I've>
3: heard. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. I have to say, like, I don't remember all the things that happened in this season. What but I am, <laughs> but I am, I know wild. But I am, pr- I was delighted to watch this episode. Like, I hit play and then like fucking harmony was there mm-hmm. and then fucking Sp- a spike. We're not there. You'll talk about that. But like. I- it. Uh, I was just excited. I felt like, as much as it is a repilot, mm-hmm. uh, I'm leaning on your expertise here, mm-hmm. uh, with that term. But like, it felt like they definitely put a lot of money into this episode of television, and I was like, okay, it's, yeah.
5: it's an expensive show. It's always been an expensive yeah. show. Absolutely. After at least after season one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> season one was sparse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They had one alley um, and one blonde woman that they used over and over again.
5: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I've said it before how um, after the pilot, uh, my friend Chris, because the like, the, yeah. the blonde woman in the pilot is, her name is Tina. So Tina. every blonde woman after her, he's just like, that's, Pina. that's Tina.
1: <laughs> I couldn't remember her name for the thing. And I knew you were going to say that it was yeah. Yeah, Tina. Just another, Tina. <laughs> just another right. Tina. We should make
3: a jingle. Let's see if Jenny Youngs feels like making a jingle for Tina. All the Tina's of the world. Yeah. Kate was a a fake Tina. She (laughs) She tricked you into thinking she should have been a Tina. Undercover Tina. (laughs) Undercover Tina? Sleeper Tina. (laughs) Is Kate still doing her business around Los Angeles? She's still rolling around? Still crying about her dad? I don't know. Yeah.
5: (laughs) She's being Justine. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, all right, you guys, I'm going to I'm gonna leave my uh, first corner of season five. Thank you so much. I will wow. try to bring up spanking in every corner from now until the end of the season. Oh, my best. oh wait, mm-hmm. I have
5: to ask you, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Eve? As okay, someone who, who be- has no memory of anything.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm going
3: to be honest with you. Yeah, I have no memory. I only know of Eve what I've seen of Eve in this episode. And I felt... Two things. I felt that she w- felt very young to me. That mm-hmm. that what you guys talked about really tracked. But I was actually kind of into her mm-hmm. um, presence in the show right now. I don't know yeah. where she'll well, go no. or what okay, will happen. Okay, don't worry,
5: Kristen. This isn't cool Turner cast. We're not gonna like give you shit for that. Like as though she was Leo the bum. She's not Leo. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I just I I liked I liked the difference between her and like you know like I liked that she was a different kind of human. She she felt different to me yeah. than like a lot of the characters that we've seen. So I was into her in this episode, but I did there was one scene with her where her lips were literal candy, like they like they like glossed her lips so red, two thousand three, and baby. I felt mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. I didn't like it. So <laughs> you know I there's that, yeah. but um. But I'm not. I'm not off board with Eve right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I actually th- I actually thought that she did a did a decent job. Kay. fair enough. And Knox, no. I
5: guess I'm just, I'm just going through the list.
3: Knox, not. I mean, you know, I already hate Knox because he was fucking. What's his face from Firefly? the Graveyard? Oh yeah, I mean from uh, uh, Holden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holden, yeah, Holden Caulfield. Yeah, it was <laughs> Holden Caulfield.
5: He was talking about everyone being a fucking phony.
3: Yeah, so and I hated because he was just embodied in that role mm. in, uh, in Buffy. So like when I see that man anywhere now, I'm just like no.
1: <laughs> first thought is always Firefly with him.
3: <laughs> yeah, I had I had him as Hol- Holden first, and then mm-hmm. yeah, Firefly. And well, anyway, uh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. thumbs down on that guy. Also. Yeah. Gunn and Wesley in the opening scene of this show needed to kiss. Yeah. Uh, They needed to. There was a moment when Gunn, like, grabbed Wesley's bicep to, like, pull him off into his little office. And I was like, Excuse me, (laughs) gentlemen.
1: The boys are back. Boyfriends.
3: Uh, Boyfriends. I would Love to have seen them be boyfriends. They're so cute. Oh, and in that flannel, giving off like serious lesbian vibes. I was like, real mm-hmm. into the whole situation in that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway,
1: <laughs> any other questions for me? No, yeah, I think I think I'm good. Are you good,
3: Latoya? <laughs> great, I think I'm great. good. I
5: think I'm thinking good. I'm sure you will chime in. <laughs> um. I
3: miss you. I missed you both. Yes, uh, really I good. love you both. Yeah. And just in case no one over here in the Angelverse knows, the feud ended actually. So oh, yeah. we're all. Mm-hmm. We're all if- if you friends. don't
5: listen to buffering cuz you like you are so <laughs> deep into if, the feud.
3: Yeah, the yeah feud's you can over, listen. So now. You can actually listen <laughs> yeah. to buffering now if you want to. <laughs> the feud has lifted. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'll see you next time. All right. bye buddy.
2: <laughs> Kristen's corner Kristen's
1: corner our our next scene is in the waiting room where Gunn is stuck reading like old magazines for five yeah. hours. Gunn is in fucking Rack's lobby. It looks spooky. <laughs> um, they they bring him into a tiny little lab. Yeah. The dude's named
5: Doctor Sparrow. This is the tale of Doctor Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have written in my notes, run, like, I'm sorry, but who's, why are you allowing this? He's in the
5: fucking bleep blorp clinic is what I wrote in my notes.
1: Yeah, I'm not letting those people put any shit into my brain. No, thank you.
5: Well, I mean, later when they show what's happening, I'm like, gun is hooked up to Edward Nygma's
1: box from Batman Forever. It's like very, like, janky Matrix. Like, and like, in the way that he knows Kung Fu. Like, he's it was having a law degree uploaded in his head. It was a nicer facility when Lindsay got his new head. Yeah. What the fuck? I I just, I don't know. And I don't like it. The The doc, Dr. Sparrow is talking to him about, oh, you spoke to the conduit in the white room. And uh, guns like, yeah, that's between me and the big cat, which I loved because it was a big cat
5: <laughs> it was because this show was like money 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 money
1: <laughs> our next scene takes place in Fred's office. Knox found you know maybe a lead a uh, pesticide that they worked on with yeah. with Corbin fries
5: yeah a cult called the black tomorrow I mean that's a cool cult
1: yeah yeah I mean, what should we call our cult, cult? um <laughs> i ian sommerhalder is seven two (laughs) (laughs) i love how we've only like teased the discussion of our cult and not explained it to anyone (laughs) it's just it's just for us (laughs) it's just for us like a cult can be very personal Um, uh, Knox is looking through the employee files about, like, the guy who worked on this pesticide, and they're like, oh, he was fired, or rather, he was set on fire for doing this project. Um, based on his weird cult, it seems pretty safe to assume that the thing they were working on was actually a virus. Yeah. Uh, Fred finally remembers she's in an evil place with an evil person and should be wary of things, yeah. and she yells at everybody.
5: Good. Knox uh, says, we've contained more plagues than we've ever designed. You still, and he says, we're not all about destruction here, which I read in my notes. One, don't buy it. Two, his delivery is insufferable, even if I think we're supposed to like him. Mm-hmm. like Because it would be one thing if he signed on to fight Eva from within, like our gang. Mm-hmm. But as far as we know, he did not. He, he, he signed his immortal life away. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they all did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I love that Fred just fucking reads them all later.
1: Yeah, fucking finally. It. Yeah, she, she answers her phone, Department of Fred. Um, I love her. It's Angel. Uh, Angel found out what the container is and where it is. Fucking sucks. It's inside the little boy that we saw who is not allowed to read The Punisher. His name is Matt Fries, and he's Corbin's son. Yikes. Yeah. These are the bad Hey, Connor, you little shit. You still think Angel's a bad dad? You still think he's a bad fucking dad? Like, look at this shit. So.
5: (laughs) Angel ruins the whole thing. He grabs Connor. Like, look at this little shit. This
2: is good. (laughs) Every time he's a bad parent,
5: he grabs this kid who has no memory of him.
1: (laughs) I don't know you. I'm trying to go to college. That's my purse. I don't know you. Please. We we go to commercial. We cut back. The shot where we cut back is so silly. We like go through a big tube and come out in the lab where Gun's getting his procedure done, and he has no shirt, and he's getting like like bootleg matrixed, and he's going like ah.
5: Again, it is real Batman Forever, and you know I love my Batman Forever, but that's what's happening
1: here. I know you do, and it's it's very silly. And he's like, keep going.
5: I, I, I need Val Kilmer to tell this doctor he's a madman. <laughs> Please.
1: I wish Val Kilmer was here. Uh, oh, so I could imagine a world in which Val Kilmer is Angel. I absolutely could. And it's a good world, in my opinion. No
5: offense to Boreanaz, but, like, let's no just take a moment.
1: Whatsoever. Or no. Wow. Okay,
5: so Boreanaz is still Angel. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer is Spike. Spike,
1: yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I buy it as, well. I, I feel like I buy him more as Angel, and maybe that's like the Top Gun influence in me. Like, I, see, I would say Ice like
5: man. The, the Iceman of it all tells me he could be Spike. Mm-hmm. But I, I, Okay, so we put him as Angel and we put Borealis as Spike. Okay, hot.
1: <laughs> I don't want to hear him do that
5: accent, actually. <laughs> I do. I do want to hear him do that. I, I want to hear Borealis do every accent.
1: <laughs> I do wish he'd make us a dialect tape. I want him to go full Balagda. (laughs) Full Eliza Doolittle. This podcast is bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, we our our next scene takes place in the Wolfram and Hart lobby. It's a Wes and Fred scene. Uh, you know, it's late at night. They're trying to. You know, they're they're both kind of at their wit's end. Fred doesn't have much on the virus, and Wes doesn't have anything on the magic word. Yeah. they're both worried the, about Angel. Yeah, they're worried about Angel
5: because they don't understand why he seems to be taking this all personally. We understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is I write in the scene I that I technically like this set yeah and for the reasons i already discussed yeah
1: yeah so like the way that they're able that like he is able to shoot it from above um like on the kind of like scaffolding like down the stairs like it is cool you can get a lot of different kinds of levels and that's also something that's like a really big deal in dollhouse which is like all the surveillance and looking up and down and yeah
5: and especially now knowing like his reasoning for the set like that's why he just did the same set for dollhouse yeah that's he, the reason why <laughs>
1: He likes that shape, and, uh, you know, fair enough. Uh, we we go to Angel's office, and Eve is there. Um, Angel is very horrified. This guy would hide a biological weapon inside a child. Fair enough.
5: I, I'm going to have to go back into being, like, it does feel like, like someone very young who shouldn't be... No one, mm young to be this role because it's like think about like the actors they had playing the lawyers on the show and they were like all very adult like yeah it's it, again marina buckarin would have fit the role
1: yeah and it's just um this person doesn't seem very like like i i guess i what do they get by her being young and mm-hmm. my the only answer I can come up with to that question is sexy young girl, because and that makes me feel um, disgusted. Bad, yes, yeah, it's quite because bad.
5: on Boston Public the whole thing was that like she was like the mature teenager trying to like fuck her teacher or whatever, and it's like yeah,
1: and don't Ooh. worry, they didn't fuck until after she graduated. Oh, now I'm no longer worried. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah
5: it's just like yeah she's off mature for a teenager
1: yeah that it just it it does not work for me but we can can keep going i guess she she reveals <laughs> she knows about connor uh, and he's like, I don't want to fucking hear that word come out of your mouth, ma- your lips, and she's like, what do you want to come out of my lips? Ew. Ew. Ugh. I don't know why I did that voice, but I did, <laughs> I did, I did, I did to convey that I'm unhappy.
5: Um, oh, um, and also I write in, the, uh, in my notes, because it happens more than once, it happens in the scene too, which, which is her, uh, how do you know I'm dot, 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 like, when they, she does that dialogue, I'm like, no, that's bad, it's just bad dialogue. It doesn't matter who's saying it, it's bad mm-hmm. dialogue. It's How do you know why? Because you're because at least in this performance, it's very face value what is happening, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't think it would be good even if I prefer like the performance either.
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's weird. It's really weird. I don't like it. Um so, uh, you know, there's more weird flirting. He's like, you're not cute when I'm mad. And I'm like, you thought she was like cute before she's a baby. Um, <laughs> and um, Angel's like, whatever, I can handle this. Like I'll um, just isolate the kid to contain the virus if necessary. And Eve says, okay, well, just so you know, if every case is gonna hit you this hard, uh, you're gonna last a fucking week, my guy. And she's leaves true. and she's mysterious. Yeah, I mean, she is. She is a very fair point. This um, you gotta harden your heart if you're gonna work here. Um, then at the lab, science is happening. Um, <laughs> Knox tells us this is a retrovirus spread by touch, and uh, this is where Fred is finally like fucking fed up with him. And she yells at everybody, and she's like, "You all fucking deserve to die of this thing because you made it. <laughs> Fuck you. Keep yeah. working."
5: And this is the scene where I notice because at the end it like closes up on Knox that he has he notices his sideburns and then I'm like he looks like Greg Brady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're supposed to find him. I think very much more winning than I find him.
5: Because again, he is a Joss proxy. We all know Which, this. Joxie. <laughs> and <I> get, you. <laughs> but also, as you said before, he's Proto Tofer from Dollhouse. And the thing with Topher is that they acknowledge that he's a fucking villain. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like Topher has way more of an edge, um, which I uh, prefer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, from I, day
5: one, it's like he's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, he's like this guy absolutely fucking sucks, and I'm like, but what if he was my little baby? <laughs> <laughs> um, that is also like fully me being uh, a thousand percent on board for Fran Um uh, Oh yeah, Fran Crans just day. fucking rules. <laughs> the king, the goat, the guy. Well, fucking love him. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh th- this this is not my beautiful tofer. This is a different thing that I don't like. Um, <laughs> we We go to court now. Um Corbin's lawyer is objecting, and the judge is not allowing it.
5: <laughs> Watch yourself, counselor.
1: Lauren leaves and like comes at he's in a little hat and I'm like, I'm sorry. if you're in a hat and you're moving, and you're covered up, like maybe no one's gonna notice you're green, you are sitting stationary in a place for hours and you're green, sir. want Lauren to
5: start going like in white face? Yes. (laughs) He gets the the white chick's technology put on him.
1: Yeah, actually, I do want the white chick's technology to be brought to Lauren. (laughs) Kristen,
5: Uh, I have to know, do you like that? Do you like that idea? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that breaks us. I like it.
3: <laughs> just gonna. I just want to narrate for the <laughs> listeners that they have lost it. People, Victoria and Morgan have I lost it. The Terry glasses Cruise are fogged up. up <laughs> on Lauren in his white chick face, being like, "Oh my god, you are beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Uh, welcome to season five of angel on top they'll be here for at least 21 blonde wig isn't that so oh yeah i want to see the wig lauren's gonna throw a bitch fit (laughs) we're both crying
1: just so you guys know sorry look that's just the power of great cinema like white (laughs) chicks (sighs) okay uh, the trial is going very poorly for Corbin, um, and it seems to be seem to be heading towards the end. And Lauren's like, he's gonna say the word any fucking second. Like, we gotta get going here. Um, and who is listening in on this call? But Agent Hauser from before. Uh,
5: so he says the line, "Okay, let's show the new boss how a threat is contained." And this is where I say in my notes,
1: "Okay, Riley." Yeah, <laughs> this is officially where like he is Riley. <laughs> Bragging about containment is very Riley. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then another
5: one says terminate the kid, and, this, and they're like, "This is a level one possible possible contagion Okay, so here's the thing: mm-hmm. the kid himself is not the vessel; Mm-mm. the vessel is inside, inside him. Killing the kid, yeah, killing the kid won't do. Killing the kid and. Killing anyone in fifty yards for no witnesses won't stop the contagion. He'll be dead, but he says the word and it
1: goes out. Yeah. You morons! You'll have just killed the client's child, which and, seems to me like bad business. Yeah, it's not saying like the vessel only because it's like it's. It's
5: not just indicated; it's like it, it's in his heart. It's, in it's, his it's heart, not like yeah. if you yeah, if you stop his heart, then the vessel won't work. No, the vessel specifically can be. Anything uh-huh. have anything in it and be
1: anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not a great plan, but it, um, it's, a, it's a
5: very Riley plan. Yeah.
1: But he's a bad guy, so we have to know that because he's going to kill a bunch of kids. So uh, in Angel's office, oh, well, well, no, they say no
5: survivors, no witnesses, and then I write, "Oh God, they're making a false flag." Yeah, it's they. Two thousand three, we weren't talking about false flags, but. Ugh. Joss Whedon created it it's actually <laughs> you no because like it. they would it's it's so fucking upsetting it and it's is. already bad enough that it's, it's and I remember like feeling at the time weird about it yeah. that it was like happening at a school and it's like all this violence yeah. but like they were about to fake a school shooting that was what they were their plan was
1: yeah it's very, very uh, gross and bad feeling. And and it seems to exist to fully be like, so these guys are bad, unlike our guys who are good. Uh, and it, you don't have to have someone like about to kill a bunch of kids for me to know they're evil.
5: <laughs> yeah, I already knew he was evil. I,
4: I figured that uh, out before.
5: <laughs> and then, even, then he has a speech about how he's a zealot. So then we, we keep being told he's evil. <laughs> no, we
1: know. I'm like, we- I get that this one episode character is evil. <laughs>
5: Yeah, it's, uh, also, like, 100% this episode, because I feel like after, like, by mid-season three, they all had it, like, this episode is for our our older audiences, because the way Angel kills him, like, that's, that needs discretion advice right
1: there. For the WB, hell yeah. So, uh, we, we go to Angel's office, he's gonna go to the school, Harmony is like, wait, 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 fucking listen to me, and, you know, they keep being like, shut up, Harmony, but she's like, no, I have something to fucking say, like, the special operations team left 10 minutes ago and they like have cleaners sent after them, which means this is going to be a job with a lot of bodies. And I love will...
5: that she had to ask her, like listening to her colleagues to know that's like cleaners. Yes, we all know cleaners, what they do. <laughs>
1: Not Harmony. <laughs> she doesn't have to worry her pretty little head about that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and they're like, you'll never beat them on the street. But how will he beat them? Uh, we see, we see the car full of Wolfram and Hargoons speeding towards the school. At court, we see that the only thing Wes has brought with him <laughs> to be helpful is one gun.
5: His plan is, as soon as he is convicted, shoot him in the shoot
1: head. Shoot him in the head, which I'm like, Wes. That is pretty funny, though. <laughs> His plan is to kill a man in broad daylight in public. I guess he figures
5: Wolverine Heart can get him out of it.
1: Fair enough. Um, at school, the special ops guys barge in. They pull the smoke grenades, but the classroom that we know little Matt was in is empty. Angel's there. It turns out he has a helicopter. <laughs> I do like that. He's very excited about having a helicopter, it is very cute. Um and uh, so like the goons are like fine we'll kill you and they start shooting yeah. them up.
5: Mm. My note is Angel tells Riley and company they're all fired. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to all you Riley heads. Sorry Jenny, but like he 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 felt like he auditioned for Riley. Yeah, do
1: you remember that guy who read for Riley? <laughs>
5: Can we get him? <laughs> it was it was Christian Kane, Mark Lucas, and this guy. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. Um, So we have a big, big old action sequence. uh, Back in court, seems like all is lost. Except someone's walking into the courtroom. We can't see their face, but they have gorgeous shoes, a beautiful suit, an elegant briefcase. Oh wait,
2: is that Charles Gunn? Hit the theme. Check that tux, check that bod Sign me up for the gun squad. Did someone say golden god? I'm all in on the gun squad. Game boy playing, him ball king. Sign me up for the gun squad. Even when he's in, I'm all in on the gun squad. Bang, bang. It all Gonna shoot his shot. bang, bang. And up and down the block. bang bang got smile to make the pennies drop bang, bang. gun squad gun squad he's looking so
1: good like i've, I've said uh, a lot of things about gun in this episode but he is looking good
5: oh yeah he is uh the judge disagrees because she says another defense lawyer what a joy like lady cow <laughs> Keep it to yourself. You can't say that stuff.
1: He, uh, he's there to request a mistrial like regarding the judge. He's like, that's like the second prejudicial remark you've made since I fucking walked in. Um, yeah,
5: because as, we as we were saying, she needs to keep it to herself.
1: Yeah. Um, and so at first you're like, okay, is he just going to argue that she's like not impartial because of all the stuff that she's been saying? Like probably kind of a stretch, but could be done.
5: Because uh, but- it is the kind of thing where because you tell the judge to recuse himself, but they, then they, they're the ones who judge if they should recuse themselves. Which would be like, no. No.
1: So So instead he brings up that apparently a company that she invested in is like a subsidiary of one of Corbin Fry's companies, technically making him her like financial benefactor or employer making things like a conflict of interest. And she's like, how could you possibly have all of that information? Like this isn't a conflict of interest. That's like too many steps removed away. And Gunn is just like having a great time. Knowing exactly yeah. what he's talking about and reading this lady for filth. But
5: also, we should look into Wolfner Hart's uh, associates and paralegals for missing this completely.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they don't—they ha- didn't have the the law freshly splooped into their brain.
5: <laughs> Unless they were like grads, like they just graduated from law school, then maybe they should.
1: Yeah, they should they be should. like that. <laughs> Um, but um Gunn is loving it. He's like making the jury laugh by being like super witty and he's mm-hmm. just like he's into it. He he fucking is gonna win this thing. Um and you can tell right away, and we've done it, but at what cost? Now here's the thing. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh so this begins J. August Richards playing lawyers for like Basically, the majority of his career after this. He <laughs> oh, starts really? like a law and order spinoff after this. Hell yeah, King. It he starts, he's in Raising the Bar with Mark Paul Glossler. He is a lawyer. Like, he oh, yeah. played a lawyer in Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Like. Yeah, baby. It's I I love Gun. I love gu- the Gun that we have, and mm-hmm. I love Jay's performance, but like, I feel like he has never seemed more at ease in the role of Gun than he does here.
1: <laughs> Um, it is there is he is very comfortable in this position. There in there is a great feeling of like power and confidence here. So like I do agree with what you're saying. It while it doesn't like necessarily mesh with the gun we've always yes. known, it it works, I think, because like it's such good stuff for Jay August Richards and like, he's yes. like stepping up to the plate so hard with it. Um, you can
5: argue whether or not it's good for gun, but I think it is good
1: for Jay. Yeah. And that matters.
5: Yeah. Especially we know how the show has been with him uh, and mm-hmm. is in this episode and like letting him get to show range is a great thing, especially uh, <laughs> they didn't even know this was their final season, but knowing this is their final season now, yeah. us at least it is good to know that he had that to add yeah. To his repertoire, actually.
1: Which is great. And and he absolutely like steps up to the plate to do it. He actually like fucking rocks. Um our 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 next scene is at the school. We're we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting. Uh we fight quite a bit. Um, and then it's a showdown. It's him, two more dudes, Hauser, he's got a big old gun, and he says that Angel is small. He's a minuscule, a, Dust moat on the shelf of whatever. Oh, and this guy's a zealot.
5: <laughs> you in yeah. real time realizing, oh, that's what this
1: guy's deal is. Oh, his deal is, <laughs> he's a zealot. And he's like, but me, I'm pure. I'm a real believer. I have conviction. I was that was the title again? <laughs> but different context. Mm-hmm. And Angel's like, well, you know, there is one thing stronger than conviction. And there, he's like, what? mercy and then he sidekicks the gun in his hand and essentially like pulls the trigger with his foot so this guy shoots himself in the head and he dies and blows his brains out in the middle of an elementary school hallway and um the other guy is like what about mercy and angel walks away and goes, he just saw the last of it a little much for me. Uh,
3: I, I
5: mean, I guess he, uh, I will say uh, Riley, sorry, but yeah. I'm going to keep calling him Riley yeah. as I do in my notes. Absolutely. Has a point that Angel and his friends are conflicted, which is currently mm-hmm. what is happening. It's not usually the case. And obviously, Angel will have to give a rah rah speech to make sure that's not the case still.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, but yeah, he does say that's why they will lose because they are conflicted. So. Yeah. You gotta band together and get your shit together. Do a speech, Angel.
1: Yeah, I don't have a do a speech about purpose. how
5: everything sucks and you all suck. <laughs> do a good speech.
1: One of your one of your empowering ones. I
5: yeah. do like uh, when Angels leaving the banner in the school. Respect. Learn <laughs> it. Know it. Show it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I loved. Um, but yeah, I just felt like a little, a little too Batman to me. But
5: it also is at the same time like this is. um... 2003 this is happening mm. uh I guess at the time we did not know the amount of uh, school shootings and such that would be happening in the world I guess yeah Jeez. it is uh, yeah, the whole thing I'm just like I couldn't even get into the fight because yeah, like, yeah. it
1: not does not feel uh good it's um, an elementary school if no I don't no. Yeah, like I don't yeah it's not like I, I understand the, uh, that it means the stakes are high but like it just doesn't Feel necessarily worth it. Um, then uh, we go to Angel's office. Everyone's riled up by Gunn's new new law abilities. They're like, "What the fuck? You just like let them put shit in your brain?" And he's like, "Just the law, like nothing else, except actually like, weirdly a lot of Gilbert and Sullivan." um which eve Mm -hmm. says is for elocution (laughs) And i said okay aaron sorkin (laughs) yeah that that's some aaron sorkin shit um and he's like seriously it's just me like nothing evil is in my head and this is where eve says that thing about um charles having the most unused potential which um fuck you i mean
5: But also only we're allowed to say that because it's the show not using him to his fullest potential. Yeah,
1: like it's such bullshit to me to also like pretend that like everything that all of the things that Gunn does know and is an expert in and has spent his life learning and becoming an expert in that it takes up no room in his brain. Like, oh, there's actually a ton of room for the law because all of that stuff that Gun is good at is stupid and for stupid people. Like, I don't know how else I'm supposed to read that. And it sucks. There's so much intelligence that comes with being a fighter and being like a general and also managing like the community that he managed. Like that, that's a lot of important knowledge and it's not unused potential. I just hated that so fucking much. Um, They, they agree we can all de-virus the boy um, and uh, you know, Corbin is going to have to chill out a little bit while the rest, while the trial drags on um, and gun can make sure that the trial goes on for a very long time. So that kind of takes him off the board for a while and that, Is means they won kind of, but it doesn't feel so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fred's like, Are we really gonna do this? Like, can we really do good here when we're just like fighting ourselves? And Angel's like, look, we just got to keep our eyes open and like put our heads down, do our work. And Wolfram and Hart is going to slip up and show us why they wanted us here eventually. And then we'll be able to make our move. So as long as nothing happens when I take my big sip of coffee and open my mail.
5: Yeah, I'm going to be doing a bit of scene business with this mail now. I didn't (laughs) just open immediately.
1: I, now I've decided in the middle of this conversation is a good time to open my mail. Boratis tries his
5: best to make it seem as natural as possible, but it's unnatural.
1: It's very weird. He opens the thing, the necklace that Spike wore in the Buffy finale falls on the ground. That was
5: meant for Angel, right?
1: yeah. It's supposed to be his, and uh, Spike is fully, like, reconstituted in, like, a little tornado. When I was watching this with Michael last night, I said, is, am I watching The Mummy? <laughs>
5: <laughs> ah, uh, did, did Michael
1: catch up on season four, or did he just skip a bunch? No, he just watched the last couple of minutes with me um, and rubbed my feet. <laughs> um, he was done playing his video game and I was not done watching this. And I was like, I have a couple more minutes before we brushed our teeth. And I was like, will you rub my feet? Because I'm annoying. So we had to watch Angel. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, the little, little dust tornado goes around Spike and he's a real boy again. And um, Wes says, Spike? And Angel says, Spike. And then who pokes her head in there, making it all good again? for my beautiful little Harmony who goes,
2: Blondie Bear? <laughs> good wow, episode, you went
1: actually. so high it spiked. <laughs> As is correct.
5: <laughs> to be continued. Oh.
1: And that's the app, man a two parter that was part 1 of 2 yeah and now that all of the characters have officially been introduced they
5: have all officially been introduced because we did not count the credits as introducing spike
1: yeah it's uh it's time for fuckwatch baby oh yeah it is
2: understanding consent and understanding consent and fuckwatch
1: Morgan. Yeah. Who you fucking? Spanky. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, you would think that I'm fucking Corbin, but I'm not. I'm fucking lawyer gun. <laughs> I'm not even going front. He learned to swim.
1: <laughs> He's so fucking hot. I was like, it'll be hard for me to not pick, but I'm gonna say that it's gonna be spanky because I would like a daiquiri. <laughs>
5: Yeah. You're 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 waiting to to pick lawyer gun, basically. Yeah. I'm I'm going with the intro, baby.
1: Fair enough. It's incredibly sexy. <laughs> He's looking so good. He just, like, you're right. There's a lot of confidence. The
5: problem there with Jay. Corbin is he is a, a, an absolutely terrible, garbage human being. Yeah. It's like I can't even, like, defend it at all. We can talk about how he fucks and he, how, mm-hmm. like, we can change him. Absolutely. But, like, no, he's but, a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, that's a bad person. And, and again, that's why I went with Spanky, who, you yeah. know, uh, seems apparently down to spank. And, uh, and make <laughs> daiquiris for afters. So I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and... That's Fuckwatch. <laughs>
5: that is. Fletting,
2: understanding, consent, and kissing. Fletting, understanding, consent, and kissing. Fuckwatch.
1: Now, Latoya, it's been, it's been a long day. And, and they have an unexpected guest. If uh, if our gang were to sit down and uh, treat Spike to an episode of the WB, is there anything you'd recommend?
5: Ooh, Spike's involved now. <laughs> Hit it, bitch.
2: Angel is a vampire. Does he even like TV? I think he'll
5: like the WB. Um, so, uh, funnily enough, the WB only ever had one legal drama, surprisingly, like, right? Okay. Just Legal, starring Jay Baruchel and Don Johnson. <laughs> Jay Baruchel plays, like, a kid who, like, graduated, he's a genius, and so he graduated from law school at, like, 18. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's just legal. Um, and I yeah. may pick that show one day, mm-hmm. but today is not that day. Woo. Instead, mm-hmm. I am picking... Uh, an episode that obviously Angel needs to watch, Spike needs to watch, all of them need to watch mm-hmm. uh, as they are newly running a law firm. And that mm-hmm. is Charmed Season 3, Episode 1 The Honeymoon's Over, yes! aka the introduction of everyone's favorite assistant district attorney and lover of legal justice, especially famous trials, Cole yes! Turner.
1: Yes! Let's <laughs> Maybe be a also. Man loves the law
5: yeah exactly. he loves the law. They should all they can all learn a thing or two mm-hmm. from him, how to treat perps, yeah, <laughs> like you're in the shield sometimes.
1: <laughs> how to grab ladies' calves <laughs> Hi-ya! Hi-ya! uh maybe
5: angel will also learn why lying is bad in yeah. the case of lying to his friends about his kid.
1: there is a lot of there is a lot for all of them to learn there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my choice fuck yeah amazing choice i would like to watch it with all of them <laughs> uh i want to meet cole turner with lorne <laughs> me sitting between Lauren and Fred, and being like am i right oh <laughs> uh, well that makes me so happy um now, oh, I just realized our intro doesn't work anymore. Our outro doesn't work anymore, so I'm gonna come up with one on the fly. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> um, that was <laughs> that's been our app. Um, an interesting premiere. I think i I understand why people like this season. It is a really like it's a different direction, and I think there is a lot to like here. um, but I also think it, it's hard to enjoy some of it uh based on, you know, the strings that come attached, uh, like, you know, Charisma's Exit and all of that stuff. Um, but I'm excited to watch this season with you, buddy. I am, too. Uh... We're going to get down to it.
5: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm excited to rewatch the season and get paid for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we are many monsters. Um... Oh, yes,
5: obviously. We are always saying this. And the thing is, we are always saying this.
1: <laughs> Um, now, uh, if you would like to follow uh, us on social media, you can do so at angelontopcast on on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can go to angelontop.com to find our Patreon, uh, where you can get ad-free episodes, monthly live watches, which is something we're starting to do now. And... Uh,
5: We um, are watching live, uh, I know we're doing a Lindsay episode because, uh... (laughs) So someone requested it, and just to know, just so you know, I'm also I'm Team Lindsay. I, I rarely get to talk about Lindsay. When I do, I <laughs> I yes. love that man.
1: In the in our in our internal emails, I said some dang ass freak requested a Lindsay episode, and you were like, <laughs> "Is it me?" <laughs> <laughs> so um, actually, on the twentieth, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to this, we will be watching Disharmony live on Discord to uh, prepare for. For our baby girl being being back with us, which is going to be pretty uh,
2: fun.
5: <laughs> you know, you never know. I might be high on pain pills. Yeah. So.
1: It, it, quite possibly, which I think yeah. will only make it better. This um, is a
5: this is a, a pre surgery recording, so mm-hmm. two days. Oh gosh.
1: Also on Patreon is uh, the aforementioned Cole Turner. You can find an entire podcast about him. Uh, he's the main character of Charmed. And uh, Latoya and I will be will be talking Cole Turner to you <laughs> um, all throughout this month, uh, the month of October and yeah. November and December. So uh, Listen
5: get Listen to buffering stars like Kristen Russo mm-hmm. be... Verklept at at the way we react to this man.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Um, If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do so at Lorgan Mudich on whatever platform interests you. Latoya, where can the people find you and should they? Please don't. People are being weird again. Yeah, be normal and and just keep your distance. Um, Well, with all of that said, Uh, You are now leaving Wolfram and Hart. Uh, We don't validate. (laughs) Okay.